Dad Pod. Just a video thing as well. Podcast. Midlife crisis. Howdy, Daddy. Midlife crisis. Dadcast. That's not bad, actually. Welcome to this week's Dadcast. It's great when you come to work and you feel like a parent where you're trying to arrange this for a very specific moment in the day and uh, two of our colleagues are like, ah, I'll breeze in at five past, just like my children. Adrian and Nathan, welcome to the show. I went to the sandwich shop is what happened. You're a bit and, late. Um, I mean, you're strolling. I have a genuine dad excuse in that I was minding my daughter. I was waiting for my mother-in-law to arrive. The second she arrived, I got here. Oh, so mother-in-law heat. Mother that's the late. first time that's happened. She wasn't late. She yeah. wasn't late at all. She was on time, but you, you know? were late. The bus is just... Mostly it's you that I have the concern. Yeah. Look, everybody who's watching this on TV sees that you've got a smoothie in your hand. Smoothie is pretty good. And you're late. It's like, arriving into work late with a coffee from a coffee shop is like... How much of your sandwich did you eat outside? The sandwich shop was a bit... Like Nathan's mother-in-law, it just didn't exactly work to my timeline. Oh, Oof. so the reason that I'm so scundered with this is that we've got a, we've got visitors, ladies and gentlemen. We've got visitors, and you're always supposed to be in your best behaviour, children. When we've got visitors, Peter, you're very welcome. Thank you very much. Peter Cosgrove is the author of Family Fun Unplugged. My copy is uh, dog-eared. You can see it here because um, my kids have loved this. It's your second book, and it's out in all good bookshops now. It is, yeah, yeah. Um, first one went very well, all about getting kids off screens, getting them to interact with each other and their parents, and probably most importantly, feeling like the smartest person in the room. So they, uh, they enjoy it, and it hopefully gives them a temporary reprieve from being on their screens. Yes, yeah, so that is the kind of yeah. the, uh, desire. How does it work? How does it actually... So How do you get kids off screens, Peter? So the, first, the world's well, biggest well, problem for well, us. Well, the first thing is, people here and they go, well, what? Like, no kid's going to read a book. How do you get off screen? They mm. just put it down. You know, as someone said to me recently, kids say books smell like old people. They literally have no interest in books whatsoever. So what you've got to do is actually give them a reason where you show them an activity that is more fun than being on their screen. And actually, screens are fairly solitary, and you actually see a lot of kids look scrolling through. Mm. They're not looking like they're really enjoying themselves. They're just passing time but actually sitting down with their parents seems like the worst thing in the world. But if you create a family game or a brain teaser or a challenge or a magic trick or something, suddenly they all want to do it. And if one person does it, can I have a go, can I have a go? And that's that kind of experience we probably all grew up with because we didn't have all these other uh, things to do. So the kind of book is mainly from, I'm from a family of nine children. So you know, when you're on family holidays and it was raining, you had to work out things to do. Yeah, we would tend to get in the car and go home if it rained. <laughs> <laughs> That's my recollection. We tend to annoy, either annoy the shit out of each other or beat the shit out of each other. That yeah, was no, no, we did. We did plenty of that as well. <laughs> but there were there were those rare moments where you were actually sitting around the mm. table and actually enjoying yourself. And you know, I've actually done this now with loads of my friends' kids. So they come around for an early dinner, and then we pull out the book. We do a couple of the games, and suddenly everyone's around the table, and they go, "Can we do more? Can we do more?" And these yeah. are kids who spend eighteen hours a day on Fortnite and these sorts of things. So it is possible. You know, it just takes a little bit of preparation and not the come in here for the best day of your life. You just have to gradually bring them into the room, get one of them interested, and then what's going on in there? What am I missing? And mm. then suddenly they all yeah. come in. When did the first book come out? came out about this time last year. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. So a quick fire yeah. second book is a good sign. Yeah, well, I mean, to be honest, I had loads of ideas. You do the first one, and I said I can only put a certain amount into it. And then um, then secondly, lots of my brothers and sisters said, you didn't put this in, you didn't put that in. What about that? So I have a big kind of well of uh, people who can tell me about all the things to put in and then say, well, that was mine. That yeah. was mine. I told them that one. So I have friends as well who, like some of them, a lot of them are kind of like family games they actually do around the table as well. So, you know, you might have an idea of like 12 people sitting around there simple ones where everyone picks a famous person you have to guess who the other person is. Kids love that game. Mm. And one of the reasons they love it is 
it's just as easy to win the game if you're eight years old as if you're 80 years old. And kids like the idea that they've as equal, or because there's a little bit of memory involved, they actually are probably a little bit better. <laughs> so they like that. How old are your kids? And mine are now uh, 14 and 16. Okay. Yeah, so so do, you, do, you, do you get them unplugged at any yeah, stage or yeah. is that is it too late? Jared, they're lost. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the lost this generation. Is, this, is, this is the goal of uh, seven to 12. No, genuinely, uh, we did uh, do a pretty good job on it. But, um, you know, people say to me things like, I, I do a lot of talks now in schools with the book. I say, how do you get kids to read? I said, you're not going to get a kid from about the age of 12 to 18 to read. The screens are much more exciting. It doesn't mean they'll never read. Mm. It means they'll probably go back to it. But you can't compete with the screens. And I, I, kind of, I always start by saying, like, we're addicted as adults. And the first thing we need to do is at least admit we're addicted to our screens. Yeah. And if we do, because if we listen to some of your dad cast before and you're saying about, you know, trying to come off Twitter. And I've done all those things. But most people I talk to about how you get rid of addictions on phones, most people don't want to know. It's kind of like giving up alcohol for a month in January. Everyone goes, what are you doing? Go back, have a drink. Yeah. You know, it's, it's too bad for you. You should do a little bit. So when you start telling people about ways, everyone goes, oh, yeah, I don't want to really think about this because I probably am addicted. So you do think that there is a way to get off this, to, to wean ourselves away from our addiction? Well, I'll tell you the four or five things I did. One, I took all the apps off my phone that are the addictive apps. So let's just say Twitter. So it's off my phone, but it's also my son has my password, so I can't get onto it in Safari because okay. we all know that's a terrible experience. Well, that's what but, I've done. But right, I can right. I can go on yeah, to yeah, Twitter. Yeah, but I'm just yeah. on the. Yeah. Yeah. So it takes twice as long. No, so you don't go onto Safari either, but you can go onto any time on your desktop. So you can go on desktop. So I can go on Twitter when I want. I just can't access it whenever I want. Same with Facebook. I don't have any news apps on my phone either. And what you realize is every single time you're bored. You just look down at your phone. It's like it's the reason when you're bored, you're in the lift, you're waiting for two minutes. That's for second, get rid of all push notifications, and the only one you should see is text, phone and text, everything else should be. So then you're kind of in control of your phone, not the other way around. The third one, which most people can't do, is just taking the phone out of the bedroom, which people say is impossible. It's the usual, how do you wake up in the morning? The same way you used to wake up before in the phone. Yeah. And if you can't do it, it's just putting the phone further than arm's reach away. So if you really feel like I have, I'm a precious parent, what will happen if something goes wrong? We do that, and, and that's the thing. So those are the main things. There's probably lots of other ones, I would say. But if you can do those three, you're in a better state. But the last one is probably, if you want to get off your phone, you got to do more things. I talk to a lot of adults, and they say, oh, I'm, you know, I expect to be on email all night. I said, well, if you're going for a swim, you're not in your email. If you're coaching kids in GAA, you're not in email. So you're generally on your email at night when you're sitting at home on your couch. It, it's funny how, we talk about kids being in crisis with the amount of screen time that they have. Yeah. But ultimately, they're just copying what they see. No it is monkey see, monkey do. Mm. Yeah. Like, and, and, you know, all the first book when I was talking to everyone, I said, look, this is about parents' behavior. Change your behavior, you'll change your kids' behavior. Why in God's name would they come off their phone if they see you coming yeah. straight home from work? And a lot of people haven't even got out of the car and they're still sitting in the car for 10 minutes on the phone and then they're coming in and then they're on the phone. And then, as one person said to me, a great way of doing it for your whole family from now on is every time you go on your phone in a family setting, you have to say to everybody, I'm just going on to check the weather on our holiday. And everyone goes, okay. But if you go on, I'm just going on to mindlessly scroll on Twitter while you're talking to me, you might go, actually, this probably yeah. isn't a good use of my time or a very fair use of my time. So once you actually call out what you're doing, it makes you a bit more conscious about what you should be doing and what you shouldn't be doing. Are you yeah. saying to lie to people about what you're doing? Well, <laughs> well, you, you, could lie, you could lie to them. I, I'm actually doing something really productive yeah. here when you're not. Yeah. Just so we're clear, though, it is still okay to sit in your car for 10 minutes and scroll through your phone before you go into the house and face the children. <laughs> yeah, take a longer route home. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's another issue. That's nothing to do with your phone. That's just, uh, <laughs> yeah. They've done I, lots of research in car journeys and they find people don't want a short trip to commute. They've worked out that 20 minutes is actually the time people want. Too short is like, no, no, I need a little bit of time on my own in the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Was there a flashpoint where 
you suddenly decided you needed to write a book like this? Uh, look, I am, um, again, uh, I've, my mum ran a crash as well, so nine kids, and you can imagine there was a crash in the house. So I've grown up. Was there space for anybody else in the crash, or was it just you? <laughs> so, like we, we grew up in a house which sounds grand in Donnybrook. We bought it off Muckris College, and our house basically the ground floor was the school. So basically, there was four toilets, there was four sinks. It was literally the way the school right. was set up, and it was perfect for a family <laughs> of nine kids. So it seems like oh, you grew up in this grand house in Donnybrook. It probably wasn't, and there was nine kids running around and a crash. But I, you know, I just get on great with kids, and I find them really good fun so literally for years for the kids parties I was doing the magic show or the Harry Potter quiz or the cube or loads of things so every year I do this and I go actually they absolutely love this stuff they really love it and I said we just need to get them off a little bit more and remember I will always say there's loads of times they should be on their screens <laughs> you know everybody has kind of had that time where you've had two hours in a restaurant helping them and then finally you give them their screens and at that minute a parent walks in and looks at you with that judgement and you go oh, oh, Jesus, yeah. no 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 there's been two hours <laughs> we, we've actually yeah, yeah, had a few yeah, hours yeah. we've had time Look, I, yeah, video, yeah. I videoed it it's all here yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know. So, so it is really tricky it's not to get off the phone it's just to realise that those times when you have those precious moments with your kids one on one where they're laughing you're laughing having fun is just brilliant but it takes a little bit of work to get there. Yeah. Um, judgy parents can, uh, in the words of Russell Carroll Kelly, F-R-O. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've, we used to be there. I certainly would have been yeah, there before yeah. I had kids. And then it's like, oh, look, I'm sorry, I understand. I, take, I think I've said this before. I take some solace in like, now being sort of even out where you see other people going through the ringer. You're like, you were saying about you were in Eddie Rockets the other week and it was like, no, you, you were the person in Eddie Yeah, Rockets yeah, we were the one. We had a family, family and there was I like, take a front row seat for that now and I'm like, oh, that's great. Mm. I can look at this and I'm not actually directly involved. This is, this is really good. It's like a parent, or a parent with a kid in a plane screaming. You used to think this is really annoying. Now you're going, thank God. Yeah, yeah. So I, so I, I actually can just put on yeah, my headphones. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. So you're in a completely yeah, yeah. different... So I think, it, like anything, yeah. It, like, and you remember back to if some weirdo had offered to help you when, if, especially if it's your first kid, whereas if it's your second kid, you're like, yeah, take it. Nine hours is a long flight. Do you have an iPad they could use? <laughs> That's what I always say. There's two bits of advice I gave to new dads, which I probably shouldn't say, but I said, look, you'll read all the books, but the two bits of advice is enjoy the couple of days when the mum's still in hospital yeah. because that's the last three yeah. days you'll have. You know, Don't waste the rest of your life. And secondly, make sure you have three babysitters that aren't family members within the first six months because guaranteed, the biggest excuse I ever hear is I can't go out because my mum's not free or my yes. sister's not free. And I'm going, by the age of three or four, you are handing it over to any person in any crash who you've no idea about and you're going, off you go. But for the first three years, it's, oh no, no, unless it's my sister or my mum, I can't part with this golden bundle of joy. So I said, get the babysitters, get out because you need to have your own life. Right, you obviously haven't listened to that many of the um, dad casts because we never have good practical advice like that on us. Or, or anything positive <laughs> yeah, generally. Yeah. That was great. That was actually there, very good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I do find the, the, the bit that I've taken from what you were saying there in terms of the, like, the best practical advice, like I do find that uh, my son is not yet three and he sees what I'm doing on the phone and he's straight over for a look and obviously this is already starting a, like he, I've said this before in the podcast but like he can u use YouTube way better than yeah. I can um, and but it's already started a thing in his mind where he's like well I want to do that yeah. it doesn't, I don't care what it is or what's going on but I want to be involved and like that's uh, we do try to have parts of the day like our, the dinner table keep the phones away whatever like so there is all those bits but I mean ultimately like Nathan is saying, you're ultimately just trying to create some space in your day where you can look up the weather. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, you're right. And I, I, one thing I've noticed is the stuff they watch on YouTube is just bizarre. 
by the age yeah. of six or seven, they're watching a guy talking about another guy playing a game. Mm, yeah. And there's immediately part of you going, why are you watching that's this right. nonsense? And then you're going, that's exactly what our parents said to us when we were watching MTV. It's just, so Oof. it's actually asking the question, what is it? What's going on? What are you doing? So when the kids are on Fortnite, if you ask, someone told me this once, said, ask your son what his strategy is in this game. He talked to me for 10 minutes. Right. Now, I'll be honest, I didn't understand about eight minutes of it, <laughs> right? Like, who does? Yeah. But he <laughs> thought it was the best conversation yeah. ever. And you're going, I think we're having a moment here. Yeah. I'm not really sure what we're discussing, yeah. but we're having a moment because you're talking about stuff he cares about as opposed to going, oh, what's this stuff? You know, get off that. Get yeah. So it's not too late for us because none of us actually have kids who have a phone just yet, but certainly the conversation is beginning to start, right? Well, we're having the conversation about a Nintendo Switch. Yeah. So the seven-year-old, I can, the meltdown is coming very quickly. So he, because uh, some of his other classmates have one, has been able to confirm that Santa will deliver a Nintendo Switch. Right. <laughs> to which I pointed out, obviously, that Santa understands that your parents need to give permission for him to deliver, and we're not going to do that. Doesn't matter. I'm going to write it on the letter. He delivers it. It's got to come. I'm getting one. And I'm, I know what the type of personality is. I've had some experience of how addictive... <laughs> He's you, as I do. He's essentially me. <laughs> so we're pushing this back as far as possible. But my wife is going, well... Maybe we should. Every other kid is pretty much the exact same. They all have one. They all want one. Every other kid was going to jump off that river, Nathan. Well, I know, but at some stage, he's going to have to get one. Yeah. Yeah, but so like, I mean... It's on us. Mm. If we were good parents, he could have the straight. Kick that. doesn't mean angry. you shouldn't try and kick it down. But the, that's my attitude is, let's just have the row and keep pushing it back for as yeah. long as possible. Even or maybe should we give it to him and just be good parents and actually restrict his access to it? Is yeah. the act of the row worth having? Do you know what I mean? Like the, you can't just have everything you want. It never feels like it at the time, does it? But do you know what I'm saying? Because otherwise we it's like, well, everything you want you get and like you, you strive for nothing, you appreciate nothing. Is the act of the row worthwhile? Uh, I would personally think it is, but we would have always gone for the view of they're never going to be first, but I actually don't want them to be last mm. either, because mm. that feels a little unfair. But the problem is then, this is getting earlier and earlier, so when it comes to every sort of digital device, it used to be 13 or 12, and now it's 11, now it's 10, so you're, you're kind of going, so then not only do you have to give it to them, you're then spending a lot of time putting rules in place, and you know, Every kid is amazing about getting around rules. Like our daughter, when we first got her the phone, was in a room. She had her thumbprint in my mum's phone, we did, or my wife's phone, and she, like, we didn't know. And for about a month, she was upstairs on that phone. And there's a little part of you going, that's genius. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, mean, I should be a little bit impressed with that. But you're also going, yeah, that's not great, is it? Like, yeah. What time was she on the phone till? So and quickly outflanked. Yeah, yeah. So, you, so we kind of constantly felt it was because we were ahead, and then they were ahead, and then we were ahead. Mm. So um, I think it's a really tricky, um, like, at what time you give this stuff. When did you give phones? Um, so I think they were in sixth class. Right. And that sixth class, because my daughter's 16, I'd say is now more like fourth class. You know, right. so that's when yeah. you get, which is terrible. Whereas I think sixth class isn't the worst in the world. Um, but I think we also started with a bad phone and that didn't last very long. Oh, dad, everybody's got one, you know, one that hardly worked, but just about got a bit of internet thinking we're being, but it doesn't really work. You know, they're, they're just immediately going to go, you've just made me there's a social new, outcast. Yeah, there's new Nokias that have messaging, but no browser. So... Um, Adrian Weckler was tweeting about it yesterday, um, and I'm 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 not sure, like, because I don't know, is WhatsApp not the path to? Is that not the easiest way to bully people when you're 12, 13, 14? It 15? has WhatsApp. It just doesn't have. You can't browse. You can't click the links. Could just like if it's are you are you talking about getting something so there's you have some security? Well, because you can buy just the old 
the outbreak in Nokia, but that's the one that immediately they come home and go. Hmm. But you might like at least now. I'm, now I'm getting bullied. Thanks very much. Yeah, yeah. My yeah. Well, my, my son's school don't allow smartphones in the school, yeah. and I have to say, uh, you have to not allow them in the school because the moment you say you're not allowed to use them, they in bring secondary them to school. school. In the secondary school, right. he unfortunately was a year that started. So first year, second, he's now in third year, and he hits his year that is kind of the one. So they come out, no one's allowed their phone. If you see it, it gets confiscated because that's the only way you can do it. We got him the Nokia phone because there was a few parents who I have to be able to contact my son. Yeah. We've given him the phone. Literally after a week, credit on it, never used it. Yeah. Just, it doesn't even bring it to school. He just goes, look, I'm not bringing that in. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's the way it is. So they won't use it. I like so that. they'll just wait for, but it is brilliant. And you talk to the teachers and they go, they talk at lunchtime. And he said, the year ahead, no one's talking. They're all just head down. But you need, uh, probably need buy-in from all the parents, right? Because like, it only takes one parent to go see, and I, I actually don't think, if you ask all the parents, you'll never win. Yeah. Well, we've had that. You need, you need, you need a dictatorship from the school. And sometimes yeah. they have to just say, this is the way it is. Because there'll always be a parent saying, I have to have my child having this. And you're going, no, you don't. You know, this is the school rules. We've this had that. The chairman of the PTA. Not yet. Sorry. 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 Chairman I was premature with that. Oh, I was oh, premature no. with that. No, no. It turns there. out that there is a constitution and rules, and you can't divvy up the spots on oh, the so coming PTA term before the new PTA. Your pork barrel politics didn't work. Wow. together. So, unfortunately, I am still a lowly secretary and waiting for promotion, but I'll let you know next month after right. the AGM. And is that just a formality now? Because it's like well, not really, lads, because people so. probably heard this and gone, this guy's got a little bit ahead of himself. Yeah, well, Let's take him down a peg or two. So, so the lads. if I don't get the uh, chairmanship, I'll let you know. But we obviously talked a lot on the PTA about phones yeah. and phone policy, and it's not really, it seems, the PTA's role. It's more a board of management issue, or certainly they need to approve it and make that final decision. But every step of the way, like, as you say, trying to get what I would see, and a lot of the PTA, I think, is generally parents of younger kids because they get further into school. The parents don't care as much about <laughs> the long-term <laughs> future. But, like again, trying that policy. So I think the policy in the school at the moment is they can bring phones in, but they have to hand them up to the teacher at the start of the day. They put them in a box and they can get them back. So if they're going home, they can call their parents or they That's can text them or they can yeah. WhatsApp them. There's schools, primary schools around the country who have brought in that everybody volunteers that nobody will have a smartphone, either in school or at home. Yeah. So, like, this is maybe it's smaller schools. We had kind of tried to put that out there and it was a definite, wait a second, you're not going to tell me how to yeah. parent my child. Just because your child can't handle WhatsApp doesn't mean my child can't handle WhatsApp. Yeah. But, it, but it is really just to say, it's, okay, it's a bit of a leap to, but it's the same as we're all going to agree to five euro or 10 euro on the mm. card. So everybody does that and therefore it makes life easier. Because so the it, point about that would be that it's okay banning smartphones from school and I assume that's probably going to come in over the next couple of years anyways. That, but if they're literally just going home then and all the things that they have in their head from yeah. leaving school and WhatsApping them and bullying them the second they get back to the house, what's the point of it? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you will get, as you get a bit older and you start listening to the parent talks, which start from the age of 10, it's just terrifying, the stuff on the smartphone. Oh, and how, how much parents spend their whole time going, oh, I'm way too old to understand any of this mm. stuff. And you go, no, you're not. No, and you go, I could never understand how they use this stuff. And you go, no, you actually have to. Mm. You know, the, the phrase someone said, like giving them a phone is like, send them off in New York. There's some lovely place in New York, but there's some places you'd never want them to go to. Same with a smartphone. Once you open it up, and people always go, we have controls. You go, you don't. but they go to their friend's house. Yeah. And they don't have controls. Mm. That's how we saw and did everything. We went to the house with the lowest amount of rules. <laughs> and that's yeah. what 
you got everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, exactly. We had um, Niall Breslin, and he was saying that the charity that he works with, the Lust for Life, did a survey of secondary school kids, and they asked, like, what is the thing that you're most concerned about and that causes you most anxiety in life? And he was like, he was getting myself and Tommy to guess, and we were like, uh, is it bullying? Is it social media? Is it eating disorders? Like, none of that. It's porn. And it's porn on the phones, and it's an absolute epidemic, and the kids don't have a clue how to deal with it. And, like, I was going, wow. 12, 15 year olds, that was the, they were the ones who he'd been asking for. And, like, it's all on the smartphone. I mean, obviously, it's on the laptop as well, yeah. but, uh, like, Jesus. Yeah. We haven't got to that stage of, this, of the dad cast just yet. Well, yeah. for our PTA at GM, we actually have somebody coming in to speak about all of this smartphone policy, what other schools do, and I guess to scare the living daylights out of, yeah. as you say, an awful lot of the parents who yeah. are kind of going, oh, no, so my kid, he's not into that. Oh, wouldn't have a clue, wouldn't have a clue how to get near it. Yeah. Um, do some puzzles on us, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, okay, so these are simple ones. So the, kid, the, the kids are just as good. So if I said a woman has seven children and half of them are boys, how is that possible? Two sets of twins? Still would make a difference. A woman has seven children and half of them are boys. Now the interesting thing, when they do this in school, which would have never happened five or ten years ago, they all go, is one read, you know, becoming a girl? Which would have never happened before. And I said, that isn't the answer. But immediately, and the second thing they always come on with is conjoined, or they might say Siamese twins, and I go, no, it's no, neither of those. she has seven children. And half of them are boys. Well, more, uh, so like more, maybe, no, it's not more than half of them. I said half of them are boys. I didn't say anything else. Ah. So I think you're on the right track, Abe. Oh, yeah, so okay. like four of them are boys and three of them are girls. Then it's not half. <laughs> but you're kind of on the right line. One child died tragically and she now has six no, children. Now, this is what happens. People get out of the worst line. So the answer is all, the answer is all of them are boys. Ah, so if all of them are boys, yeah. half of them are boys. So another one. I'm, I'm, I think I'm all right there. So Abe, what, what, what's the tallest mountain in the world? Uh, Everest. No. Everest is the highest mountain in the world. Tallest mountain in the world is Mount Mauna Kea. Two thirds of it's underwater in Hawaii and one third's above. So the tallest from the bottom to the top. So kids go, oh my God, I didn't know that. And then you go, well, look, I'll, I'll give you a second chance, Adrian. What was the tallest, or what was the highest mountain before Mount Everest was discovered? Uh, Kilimanjaro. No, it was Mount, Mount Everest. Everest, you idiot. It was still the tallest mountain. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the beauty for the kid is, the kid gets the one punch and then the second punch. And the parent's just going, right, put that bug away. You're going to bed. <laughs> so uh, maybe one more. Um, what was it? A basket contains five apples. So you have five apples in a basket. You give each boy one apple, but one apple stays in the basket. How's that possible? So you have a basket of five apples. You give everyone an apple, but you still keep one apple in the basket. There's four, four boys? No, it's five boys. There's five boys. You put one of the boys in the basket with the apple. You're actually right. Well, pr- almost. The last person gets the apple in the basket. He's uh, Adrian. Well, no, I was actually suggesting eventually. to you put the person in the basket. So I was wildly yeah, wrong. You were trying to do something a bit <laughs> different. Inside the box. But, but they're the easy, like, well, hey, this would be they're one. The easy ones. So, well, no, there's, in, there's teasers, but ones are some are conversational ones. So this one is, you know, um, more for parents. But actually, a lot of them are more adult than you think. So imagine this is a conversation you had in your house that somebody knocked on your door after a month and said, I'm really sorry to tell you this, but we gave you the wrong baby at the hospital. What? Yeah, we gave you the wrong baby. This is the right baby, right? Now, the other family will do whatever you want to do. So if you want to swap and take your own baby and give the other one back, that's fine. You won't get to see them again. And the question is, at what stage would you, give, would you swap? Like one week, one month, six months, a year? 
What would your gut feel, Nathan, Oof, be? Right when... now it's what? <laughs> <laughs> what have you got for me? <laughs> do, we, do, do you get a list of, like, talents and sleep no, patterns no, no, and all of that? <laughs> people say, can I get to look at them? Or <laughs> so, so the, but the, po the point of the question isn't really the answer. It's showing the kids that there isn't an answer and that they actually have a discussion. And they start seeing, like, I had a friend who goes, oh, 18 years, I still take mine. I only want my own genetic code. We're all laughing. What are you, gee, what are you talking about? And someone else would go, I could never answer that question. No, it's a hypothetical. No, I can't, because it's as if I'm being disloyal to my kids. But it's just getting to see that, you know, like, we're in a world of bloody Brexit where everything's either one side or the other. There's no shades of gray anymore. So it's getting them to have these conversations like this where they realize there's dilemmas out there where there isn't an answer. But you get a really funny conversation around the table. So that's kind of one of the chapters which are all about that sort of stuff as well and you know five or six year olds will give you brilliant answers that you wouldn't expect my three year old might wind up my five year old by going yeah you can go <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly um and then outside that we would do things like so if, let's say you're in midterm break um and you're sitting around with the kids one game that we play which we just call uh, real life cluedo so you know the game of cluedo everyone's played it so you get three bowls people's names people's rooms and objects so you might pick out jer kitchen fork right and that's what I pick out and then sometime in the day I have to hand you a fork in the kitchen it seems like such a simple game but you play it over the day let's say Christmas day and it is so good when you know people get very inventive Nathan pretends to give you the fork but then ah, don't be worried then I'll give Jerry the fork and then suddenly you're out and you're dead and <laughs> obviously the kids take this really seriously and they love to kill their granny you know and, they do. and the granny often gets really upset how could you do this to me I'm your grandmother <laughs> so it's a game this is the way we're playing really but you can get a full day out of this because obviously that game wouldn't work over half an hour because mm. everybody's constantly trying to do it yeah. Yeah. but you just do it over the day and over the day people forget about it and if all the rooms are common rooms so obviously you pick the kitchen in the living room, the garden, you don't pick the bathroom and you don't pick items like a toilet brush. You pick remote control, plate, fork. And people just have an absolute ball. And yeah. when it gets down to the end, the last, you know, that kind of stuff, it's really funny. I so, can see how that would work uh, on holidays when it's raining as opposed to driving home. But it's a much better idea. I would say that, like, I would have always said, we grew up with a big family, so lots of people like to come to our house because there's always things happening. Like, um, you know, one of the stories my friend loves to tell is, you know, we're sitting down, there's 12 biscuits given out for dessert. It's 11 in the family. So one of my brothers grabs one of the biscuits, licks the side and goes, now that's mine. And everyone's like furious. Jeez, I should have thought of that. Then my dad picks it up, licks the other side and goes, now it's nobody's. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> As I always say, I still think the biscuit was eaten. <laughs> but like, one of my friends is sitting there at the table going, this is like a madhouse. You know? He said, like, literally, you would eat so fast. And he'd kind of be there and you'd be staring at him. Are you finished? Are you f I've hardly started. <laughs> Don't get up off the table or it'll be gone, that sort of thing. Well, listen, best of luck with the book. It's Thank called Family Fun Unplugged and it's available in all good bookshops now. Peter, thanks very much for coming in. Um, is there a third one in the works? Is that what happens? We'll, we'll wait and see how this goes. I, I, oh, as you just finished one, you can't even think about the next one. We'll wait and see. I think there's plenty of room for them, yeah. Yeah, no, totally. Best of luck with that. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after this. Right, you're very welcome back to uh, this week's Dadcast. No Dave McIntyre this week because he was at his first Parents Association event, which went well this morning. Oh, he's uh, just trying to keep up, isn't he? Is he the chairman? No, um, get back in your box. You're not the chairman either. Well, no, that's true, but I'm secretary, so it's still a very uh, important role. <laughs> so what happened that you pre-announced yourself as the chairman? Yeah, exactly. There's no, this so premature at, at our last... Uh, I shouldn't even, again, shouldn't be telling this, I'm sure, but at our last PTA meeting, so generally, everyone was under assumption of Nathan's the, the winner here. So three He's people are leaving. Imro award three people are leaving. This was even before that chair. Bring so. your award. I didn't bring my award. No. Oh, well, sorry, that's one of my awards. That's one of my awards. 
But uh, you know, yes, that one I have to share with everyone else. You keep your award. This is like what people ask people who've won. Oh yeah, it's well, it's currently in a precarious position on a low mantelpiece in this uh, house that we're currently renting. Oh, I yeah. can't see it making back to our actual house the way things are oh, going. I'd imagine knowing you, it it will arrive back and it'll have quite so, a place. You know, uh, so we were at our last PTA meeting. So just like people are finishing up after their three-year term. Three years didn't seem that much, but now I've done one year. I thought you were saying that like they were like had pulled a sort of John Delaney and were like they should have been out. No, no, no. It is three years. So you volunteer for three years so that there's some sort of continuity. So the AGM is coming up. So we assumed that oh well we need to the chairman's finishing up and the treasurer's finishing up, we need to know who's gonna take on those roles. So we just figured it out. But then actually it turns out we need to wait until the new people Come on. To so give them a chance to vote. Yes. So basically you carved it up, I was just elected say, yourselves without well, <laughs> a said, quorum. We, and then we just figured it out. What does that exactly Like You did a bit of sort of needling. Is there a, a chain? Of, is there a chain of office? No. You should, like, I don't think there's any legal apparently the, uh, requirement <laughs> either for did a... You, did you canvas for it? No. Well, how did you get the gig? I was asked. He showed up. No, but like, what, who, what happened? I'm not going well, you know, I, I would. Uh, look at, I would like to nominate like, myself. Well, it's like the alternative is I can't you end up being that. the treasurer, and I don't want to be the treasurer. No, and legal advice. No. I most been, definitely do not want to be the treasurer. And legal advice, I've been told, just I can't, pain I can't in the discuss ass. that. Is that what we're saying? You know, just don't be the treasurer. Is my advice. Oh man, I was the treasurer. Every other job is. What does the secretary do? Secretary, um, haven't been a great secretary. It's got to be said. So they're making you chairman. Chairman is more of a. It's You're more it's of a delegator. It's so it's you just, you've got your five or six things and you make sure everyone else does Chairman, it. Chairman, I'm an ideas man. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Or a secretary. Secretary is like, <laughs> send the agenda. No. For, send the agenda for the next meeting. And there's Collect like two days before the next meeting. Have you sent the agenda? Agenda. <laughs> what did we discuss at the last meeting? They're in the minutes. Oh, the minutes. <laughs> <laughs> My first meeting was, I remember, I took all, I was taking the notes for the minutes and then obviously just forgot about it halfway through. And I, I go to type them up two days later and I was like, what was the rest of that? Why did I just stop? Sure I went on Why did longer. I just randomly stop writing in the middle of this? So, yeah, I'll come back and let you know if I get the big gig. Could you not say I don't want to do it? You yeah, could, of course. Yeah, it's a voluntary. So your ego is like, it's come on, put me in, coach. No, but somebody needs to do it. I volunteered for the PTA. No, it's fair enough. You, you look, but you, you have to do something. Yeah, it's not. A, it's not like there's 15 people on the committee. Right. Everybody has a role. So you're either chairman, secretary, treasurer. Deputy Treasurer, like various Deputy people who have to go on Assistant various to committees. Mm. Mm. Anyways, we'll hear what Dave has to say. I can't say. believe you. I can't wait. What, um, what else is going on in everybody's lives? This Cluedo game. I missed last week's and it hasn't been put up yet, by the way. I don't know where it is. <laughs> <laughs> like, we just left, like we always do. <laughs> we just left the room. I saw it that streaming. That it has streamed, so it's has out streamed. there in the world, but it hasn't. Um, the podcast well, has yet week. to go up. So I will put it up. Because I have nothing else to be doing. <laughs> Whereas the rest of us have nothing else to be doing. I don't even Adrian, know what Adrian has to go get a sandwich. <laughs> For fuck's sake. <laughs> Bloody good sandwich. I'm only a quarter of the way through it. I can literally think... That's of all, I'm else. like sprinting off the bus down the street to get here, knowing that we have a guest. And I come in, Adrian just rocks in. He's sitting there. <laughs> he's eating a sandwich. I'm going, you do realise we have... He's sitting in the studio. He's like... Oh, come on now. He's like, are you good at now? It's like... Yes! Well, you were on the phone. It's not as if you were. I had like had 30 seconds of eating the sandwich because you know when you buy a sandwich. I know, I've got a half eaten star bar on my desk. I'm starving. But I left it behind. But I do too. For work. I do too. Well, you went and got it. I know, but I went like 20 minutes before. Like loads of time. Ambled. He didn't turn out. Which is a really good sandwich shop. Anyway. Delayed me. How is your parenting going on the dad cast? Very briefly. 
Um, Give us some stuff. Uh, my son is incredibly attached to my wife at the minute. In um, yes, yeah, but like went to put him to bed Wednesday night and um, like totally lost the plot, like wailing and wailing and wailing. And obviously, the more he was doing that, the more I was like, well, look, I can't relent now. Like, I can't just now go, okay, go to your mother. Like, because obviously that's going to facilitate you doing this every other time that I'm putting you to bed. Because, like, the way it's fallen, normally I'll put the baby to bed and my wife will put uh, the elder lad to bed. But, yeah, no, he just lost the plot to the point where he made himself sick on the... Oh, on no. The, on the, like, just a small bit, but he was oh, convulsing. No. no, no, that's bad. Like, uh, proper sick or you after the radio award sick? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was proper sick. <laughs> He's only come true, come come back now. <laughs> he had the fear all week and it was just so easy to wind him up. Like, oh... Okay, such and such would like to see you sober. <laughs> move on, move on. Um, so yeah, that's what's happening. Yeah, he and was pretty pissed around midnight when I saw him. Like, oh yeah. Um, that's what's happening. Do you and find that, that that is actually a thing that happens now? You get more pissed more quickly, generally. And I'm sorry, this isn't uh, just uh, just you at the radio. Yes, that's definitely what happened, Jerry. It wasn't the like fact that I think ultimately what happened was we were sitting at a table that was slow to come out with the wine. So by the time the wine arrived, I was like, well, fuck it, I'm getting... It was slow in. to start, but then you literally couldn't have a sup. No, and they were topping it up. I should get some sort of dad of the year award. I got back to Dublin for my son's hockey match. At what time? At half nine. How did you do that? Wow. Did you get a helicopter? Now, I thought driving? it was a good idea. That, no, I certainly wasn't driving. I got a lift back. You were in bed in good time, having drunk loads of water. Three o'clock. Half no, three. I somehow... I, I somehow... Somehow at three o'clock in the morning, had the common sense to like pack my bag and absolutely everything. They could do, just get up, walk out the door, had some breakfast, got back. I thought I was doing a good thing, but then I arrived there and, you know, it's sunny. It's early in the morning. My eyes are as bloodshot as can be. I am stinking of drink. Yeah. And I'm like, rather than being father of the year, everyone's like... Who Ooh, is this article that is <laughs> yeah. rocked up at half time? You did with that your award and went. I got to lift back up, obviously. That was the. I yeah. did get a lift yeah. back up. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I actually did get oh, a lift did. back okay, up. Great. Um, what, what happened to me that night was so my wife has gone to a wedding, so I came back, like, not only was I. In On the Saturday? Well, you were ribbons. responsible for the kids. Yeah. Had to look after them. Oh, no. I was putting them to bed that night. Like, my son would be typical of any kid of his age, not particularly interested in anybody else apart from himself. I was putting them to bed that night. And the last thing he said before he went to sleep was, Are you okay, Dada? <laughs> I was like, oh my god. He went, he went, Are you okay, Dada? And I like a little bit of a tear started to roll down my cheek. <laughs> and he went, I'm just gonna give you a hug. Oh, like, oh Jesus Christ. You basically spent the whole day lying on the couch while they played around yeah, yeah. you. Couch, toilet, couch, toilet. Is that the couch to 5K? Yes, 10,000 steps. 10,000 steps, great day. <laughs> if only the actors and that ad were any good, it would be so loud. That was it, that was it. You were saying to your son, oh, it was a great night, son, but it, it just, just wasn't worth it, was it? <laughs> he's like stroking your face. Oh, Dada. Oh, Dada. Oh, Dada. Oh, it was like, it was Who's that at the door? It's either Deliveroo or the guards. <laughs> the last, I told you about the last time that I was hung over at home. Did I tell you the story on this? That I was, it was during the day. It was like, it might have been out on a Friday. I'd say you were working from home. It was a midweek day. Go on. It was like a Saturday. It was like a weekend day. I was at home and... Um, I had a lion because I was hungover and so my wife had been up early and it had come to the middle of the day and so she went back to bed so I was kind of pottering around the house 
uh, with the two kids and um, the doorbell rang and I was like, I, I found myself having walked onto the hall and caught the eye of the person on the side of the door before I realised, why am I going to the door? This is such a stupid idea. What am I doing? I'm not expecting anybody. I should have just stayed where I was. Yes. On the Opened the door and uh, this guy, there was a, like a guy in his like f- early 50s, his eight or nine year old son, I'm going to say, and then a guy in his like 40s. And the guy goes, the, the eldest guy goes, oh, you, you weren't expecting us today, but, you know. Um, Heard the good news? He, this sort of thing. Um, <laughs> you weren't expecting <laughs> us today, but these were the very words out of his mouth. But do you think the pain will ever go away? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, come on in, geez, come on in, have a cup of tea. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, like something. The gods have sent you, and he's like, honest, they have. To be honest, I really, I can't see it leaving any time today. <laughs> and, uh, so we had a bit of over and back, short over and back, where I said, sorry, who are you? <laughs> and he was like, oh, they were, um, I think, from Jehovah's Witness, maybe. Right. Some religious group. And um, clearly called to the wrong door. And um, had said, I, look, to be fair, I was, like I said, listen, it sounds like you've got a really positive message there, fair play to you. Um, thanks for calling and all, but Blah. not for me, not for me, Pat. <laughs> and uh, he went, just to let you know, the pain will end. Right. <laughs> went, thanks a million. <laughs> and like, before I have McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Delivery of McDonald's is very dangerous, isn't it? Uh, I've never used uh, delivery. No, I didn't either, but I heard her great. Um, there are other... Since that chipper down the corner, oh, man. I was in here on Saturday going... There's oh a Korean, Korean chicken place across the road. You weren't into chicken burgers and you can't have the buns either, can you? No. Oh, Is that, oh yeah, yeah, lovely spot, yeah. Chicken, um, kimchi or something. Sue. No, not Sue. But anyway, yeah. the, the chicken <laughs> rolls over. It's just like they beat it down so it's in a scallop and it, you have to eat out the sides. So I was been doing that a bit recently. Yeah. Uh, not, not on work days, obviously. Is that it? Or are we done for this week? That's pretty much me. Yeah, no, I'm tired. My daughter will not sleep. She has, she's putting us through hell right now. Right. We're, at, we're at such a dangerous stage because she's in the room in our little house. She's on my wife's side of the bed. Oh, and my wife is. I can sense she's threatening the. You're going to have to sleep in this side of the bed. I'm like, like that's a gigantic seismic shift in our relationship. I've slept on the right side of the bed for as long as I've wanted. But the right side is always the door side, right? Generally. Or maybe, wait now, which side are we looking well, at? Well, you're looking I'm at the looking bed, from the, I'm looking from the bottom of the bed, I'm on the right-hand side. From the so bottom you're looking of the, up towards she, the bed. So the, to, you're, look, you're facing on to the headboard if there was one. Yeah. And you're on the right-hand side. Yes. Okay, well, that's the left side of the bed. <laughs> right. So I'm on the left side of the bed. Well, always the furthest from the door. What's the... Well, because uh, ultimately, if you're on the other side, when the... Mama! Mama! Happens in the middle of the night, you're like... Pfft. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> you're close the door by about a centimetre. <laughs> yeah, no, because you got to get up and go the whole way around. <laughs> yeah. In the dark, you'd never yeah. know what oh. piece of shit might be lying there and break your toe. I mean, obviously, there's nothing on the floor, but like, there might be. Have you got a Fitbit? No, because... Fit- an aura ring. Fitbits are the key to... An aura ring. Have you got cream for that? Hey, <laughs> what's an aura ring? I don't think an aura ring and a Fitbit are from the same family. No, it measures your sleep. They are. It measures your sleep. Yeah, it's an electronic thing. Yeah. What? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where'd you get that? Uh, I got drunk on over Christmas and ordered it on the internet. And <laughs> <laughs> it arrived, and you were like, "Oh, I don't remember this." Five months later, it takes about five months. I'm not going to tell you that, Nate. You're going to have to look that up yourself. Right. A couple of hundred quid. Because you get to do your sleep pattern here. The white bits are when you're awake, which is is not good. 
well, you want to see what's not good. I'll show Restfulness. You. Pay attention. I'll show you something. Every else. fucking night it says pay attention, and I'm like, what, what can I do? You're, you're in danger zone. Uh, I'll show you something that's not good. But you don't want to be for my like, five hours and forty eight minutes sleep. So the red is when you're awake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the same. Look at that. Yeah, that's so, you, so she woke last night at. 2.45 and went back to sleep at 4.15. That's not great. And why are you both awake? Surely one of you is taking what, responsibility for this. Can I not just this. make a point? Because is that not just stressing the two of you out more than... No, no it's because it gives, it's great for one, one-upmanship. So my wife's like, oh, I'm so tired. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, oh, did you get five hours and 48 minutes sleep last night? <laughs> no, I think you'll find you got far more than that. So how do you know? Because she doesn't have one too. No, because you didn't she was in bed earlier. It's like having an alarm so in your house. It's actually not really that worthwhile. Because it's totally worthwhile. Because you wake up some mornings and you're like, oh my God, I didn't sleep last night, I'm dead. And you look and you go, actually, I didn't know I sleep. Yeah. Um, and then you're like, okay, then, stop whining. Yeah. Conversely, oh, I got a great sleep. Oh, I didn't really sleep. No, but, but if you feel good, you're not going to, like... Uh, so it gives you a sleep uh, score. Maybe so on glass half empty man in corner. <laughs> no, no, I don't think like, the opposite. I, what, like, the key to this is obviously going to bed early. Yeah. So the one night in the last three weeks I've got eight hours sleep, was on Monday night when I went to bed at half nine. Uh, look, half nine's our wow. bedtime. So, so well, did you like? Thought I did that during the week, but more, not more by accident. No, no, I actually went, went to, bed. to bed early. But you see, yeah. Why this is so good is so. Say last night when my daughter was awake for an hour and a half. Ordinarily, in the bad old days, my wife would be making the accusation that, well, you were asleep the entire time she was awake. You just turned over and you were asleep. Whereas now I can go. Well, excuse me. <laughs> what I was doing was, I was faking it. <laughs> I love you, no. I was I awake. I was awake. Hold on. And the internet proves it. <laughs> I was quietly judging you for not getting her to sleep. In your face. It's a little victories, but you know. <laughs> just brings me back to a, to a level. That's funny because it's 100% true. Yeah. Right, well, what are you going to do about it? I don't know. I think we're going to have to discuss it this evening. We don't have too many options because we only have Is two it? rooms. Right. So there's, I, like, I'm suggesting we put her in the bathroom that's for the night. Sure. But it, it's cold in the bloody bathroom. Say, that's not good. Cold, yeah. Yeah. So you can't do that. She'd be blue in the morning. I was suggesting I go and sleep somewhere else. In the bathroom. <laughs> in the bathroom. <laughs> like a hotel. Even if it is. I'm altering on that cheap the, rate. The mother-in-law. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> It's a house in Dublin, is what I meant, that you right, have access yeah, to. I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I just can't figure out. Maybe she's teething or something, I don't know. I mean, but she probably is, right? She's only nine months. She's just so odd. She's like, like boxing in the middle of the night. No, she's 14 months. Right. Punching the face oh, off you and laughing. And I'm like, in the bed? Yeah. Oh, and Thinking it's hilarious. Can you not but, get her? Are you put her no, in so the we're bed? putting her back in the bed, and it's like full on. Why are you putting her in the bed? No, putting her back in her cot, sorry. Full on mental breakdown. But she's literally two feet away from us. Yeah, so she's standing up going, can you not hello. Hand out? Can you not like, pull her in close enough that you can touch with your hand or something like that? No, but she's standing up. She's like literally All right. getting her soother. You're, you're in bed there. Smack. <laughs> boom. Direct hit. Teddy. <laughs> Bang, direct hit. Oh, that's the teddy I need with me at all times. Why'd you take that teddy I need? I just, oh my But God. then you give it back to her and she just fling it back at you. Yeah. So, like, she's on top here. She she's has starting to speak then in 14 months, the, is she? Yeah, she can say, yeah. Not so much speak, she can respond to words though. Like, she knows where her toes are and her nose is and that sort of stuff. But she can say dada. She says, Zach. That's about it, I think. She may not say those things. Uh, maybe not. Um, I, 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 I can't figure out how we end this without while she's in the same room. I was, uh, I was away for the last weekend. I was on the junket that you were on the last time. Great lads, great delight for you. And, um, Tell us some more about it. Well, I missed my daughter's birthday. 
That was, that was but, but you still waited up and you went. That was pretty tough. Well, I had to. I mean, you could have stayed at home and I could have gone and not missed anybody's it birthday. Work. It was work. Yeah. <laughs> so you not it was work. You couldn't have gone. You would have missed the Imros. There would have been the nah, greatest night that you, you missed. You saying, you yeah. Would you swap that now? What? If you could have gone to the jungle? Oof. No, you wouldn't. Well, I went to bed early at the Imros, remember, and was sensible, Adrian. Um, brought back stuff. None of it any good. What do you mean? The, like, I brought back, like... Toys, small small stuff. They're Christmas decorations, but they're like uh, there's a Batman, there's a yeah. what are the Paw Patrols? I don't, I didn't know the name. My wife immediately recognised them. Was like, I just not got the one that he likes. Anyway, um, <laughs> she didn't actually say that; just implied it. There was a Wonder Woman. It was, it was all grand, but then I got like there was two um, there was two teams. So there was like a a badge, a Navy badge, and a Notre Dame badge. Brought them back, and of course. I had three children. <laughs> so, while I was away the next morning at work, apparently all hell broke loose because there were two of them and there were three children. So it was like, you never go away well, again you if you do. You should have asked Peter when he was in, I have two badges and I have three children. <laughs> 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 How did that work out? He's like, you're screwed. I mean, in fairness, you were an idiot. <laughs> it was a rookie mistake. So, <clears throat> but I'm, I'm going to risk going away again soon <laughs> and see what happens. On your own. Yeah. You're enjoying this. Well, you know. Why not? Is there yeah. something going on at home you need to tell us about? No. <laughs> <laughs> this is the well, like, like here. This is Just saying there, you know. Our <laughs> listeners are going to be wondering. I was You're waiting a long end. time. <laughs> for four <laughs> days. And now I'm going away. I'm going to the World Cup. What about the Wipe Summit? That's not for ages. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole month away, Nathan. <laughs> are you trying to pass the World That's Cup in November? Work. But it is work. <laughs> it's de- I mean, I could, yeah. get, I could get on board with the... Uh, You'd be saying hello to the Irish lads as they're flying yeah. home. <laughs> on, the way, on the way out. Yeah. Well, no, if that happens, then, Jesus, if they go out this weekend, then this will all look a bit stupid, won't it? Because I won't be going. You're going next week. Come on. So, next week when you do the podcast, you have to upload it. That's yeah. how that works. <laughs> there's, no, there's, nobody, there's literally nobody out there who is going to upload podcasts for you. Yeah, I just left the room last week. <laughs> 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 yeah, no memory. Oh, that was great. That was great. Yeah, I'm sure that we should we should develop an app where you can just record it and it and does all that stuff up. itself. That'd be a good idea, wouldn't it? I mean, it basically does. All you've got to do is top and tail it and drag and drop. I know, but like, and I showed you all how to I mean, do it. Do literally nothing. <clears throat> uh, literally nothing. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it is a parenting style. That is this week's Dadcast. Uh, dadcast at offtheball.com is the email address. You can get us at Dadcastpod on Twitter. Uh, we've been a bit remiss answering your emails or looking at the uh, comments on iTunes or whatever the new Apple thing is called. What's it called? The iTunes replacement? I just uploaded mine. Is there a new name for it? Well, the podcast app, I guess, but if you're uh, leaving a review, I don't know if you can leave reviews for that uh, Android all the way. The Go Loud app is the best place to get us. I really hope we're on the Go Loud app, are we? I presume we are. Anyway. If we're not, let us know and we'll fix it for you. Uh, And we'll see you next week. You can email your parenting concerns or queries or whatever it is and we'll uh, talk to you real soon. Take care.